Let it down Don't hold it in, it's better out Darkness looking like bad weather clouds It can stop me cause I'm heaven bound I feel better now On the highway, Lord, I'm heaven bound Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Mike's back. How y'all doing? The lethal weapon Stephanie is back. Hello. (laughs) See, it still is a, hello, you're still stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Episode, episode, you're still stupid. You said it, not me. (laughs) She ain't, she ain't disagreeing. She, she's not correcting you. It's the first time. <laughs> I don't want to microwave coffee, coffee mic. <laughs> silent, not so silent. Ron is here. Hello. <laughs> Brother Bob's back. What's And the sultry, powerful voice. Of Micah. How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I keep waiting for Micah to be like, How y'all doing, man? Let's go out. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike Tyson, yeah. where you look opposing and big and bad, and all of a sudden, beep, 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 like you're on helium. <laughs> Medium Mike, formerly known as Big Daddy. Formerly known as Michael C. Smith. <laughs> we read our episode. We gotta use my <laughs> Yes, I will be reading from the ESV. I will be reading Matthew 7, verses 16 and 17. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. But this diseased tree bears bad fruit. I think you should read 15 so they'll understand what that means. See, thanks, Ronnie. You get me called out, and you chose it. I know. I know know who my friends are. (laughs) Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. So could you read all three of them together? (laughs) You can edit it to the right way. (laughs) And we all know that's not happening. (laughs) So the episode topic this time is faith, not knowledge. It's one thing to have knowledge of God. It's another thing to have faith in God. I know for me, on this actual topic, uh, the past two, three years is me pointing fingers at like false teachers or teachings that I didn't like. And I'm not saying like pointing fingers, I'm talking like Hulk Hogan, Hulk, Hulk hulking up, pointing the finger, like you're wrong, it's all you. But then I started like, I read those three. And I'm like, you know what? Like, we've done outreaches. We've done things. We've all heard, and I say all, I'm talking about everybody around the table, 
and the listeners at home heard Silent Ron say, I don't, I don't have knowledge of Bible verses in this thing, but yet everybody around this table has seen him go and talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the faith part, the faith over knowledge part. And I think our own testimonies speak volumes. I don't think they speak more so than scripture. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but I might not be able to pick out every verse, but I can tell you what God's done in my life. And that's why I have faith. I might not be the professor, right? Mm -hmm. But I know what he's done in my life. And I know enough to understand correctly and I and I yearn for more so I can seek more knowledge. So then that makes my faith even stronger. I'm ready for a counter argument, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. No? You're wrong. <laughs> no, let's see. You went you went the wrong way. You know where you could go you, that's what you want to hear, geez. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. You said, tell me I'm wrong. Oh, now you're trying to be nice. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying that's how I've always looked at it. And then here lately with God working the way he's been working, like, no, let me rephrase that because God's always working, right? It's just me seeing. seeing. And it's like, you know, like you don't have to be a professor at a Bible college you don't have to be a pastor in a pulpit. You can be on the side of the road and stop and help somebody change a tire just because that's the good thing to do and not expect something in return. Or fix up a car and give it to somebody like somebody else at the table. Not naming any names so he don't think I'm picking on him. <laughs> Didn't but, work. But you know, but you see where I'm going though? Like I understand the fruit, right? Like I understand all of that, but for me it's more of showing and walking through that faith and having enough faith even when the backlash comes. No matter if the backlash is at home, the backlash is on Facebook. The backlash is in schools. The backlash is maybe in your own church. Right? Mm-hmm. Where, where's your faith meter on the gas meter on that? Yeah, if it was all based off of knowledge, I'd be in trouble. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sitting here if that was the prerequisite. Is having all the knowledge and everything else because I don't. It's not that I don't gain, try to gain it or anything like that, but I also just that's not all I rely on. I do want to have that faith and you know seeing the things and looking back over my life to see the times that he's veered me when I was nowhere close to even turning to him is where I get my faith from, and knowing that he's always been there when I was being stupid when I was doing my thing and 
Um, and then just how even more he is now that I've turned my life and turned it to him and I'm trying to walk with him. Micah, I know you're chewing on something to say. No? You have that Bob look. Like, Bob is chewing on cud, like, and he has that pearl. Is that what you call it? Pearl of wisdom. The pearl of wisdom. That's, like, you're, you're, the gears are grinding. <laughs> well, <clears throat> and I believe they go together. I understand what you're saying. I mean, yes, we do exercise faith, but we have to understand what faith is as well. You know, faith is not a stupid leap in the dark, like I'm just going to jump off a cliff and hope for the best. You know, that's not what faith is. Um, I used to say the old preacher, but my kids have now informed me that I am the old preacher, so I can't say that anymore. So, so the illustration that a preacher uses is... He uses <laughs> the older preacher. The older preacher, yeah. The, the guy that, that stands out in the middle of a busy highway at, in the middle of the night and says, well, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. And his comment is, it's your time to go. Because that's stupidity. You know, mm-hmm. you know, faith is not faith is not stupidity. It's not a leap in the dark. Hebrews tells us that it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right. So it's evidence, it's substance, it's surety. And yes, we do exercise faith in the sense that we trust the Father, knowing that He's got our best interest at heart, knowing that He has a purpose and a plan, even though we can't see what that plan is, even though we can't understand what that plan is. And that's where, where faith comes in. But the knowledge of that, the more we grow in our faith, the more we understand. And it's not always about Bible verses necessarily or slamming Bible verses, but the more that we grow in our faith, the more that or grow in our knowledge of who the father is, the more that we, that we learn about who he is and what he's done for us. And I think we all could say, hopefully we can all say that I know more about the father today than I did two years ago. And, and so, and so that knowledge increases our faith because, because the more we know the, the more that we can have, have the faith. And so I, I think they go to, I believe they go together. Um, I understand what you're saying. Yes. You know, we do exercise faith because there's some things that we just don't know. We just don't understand how the Trinity works and we don't understand some of these, some of these doctrines and these truths. And that's where the faith comes in that we just trust that God said it. So that's true. There was an old phrase that um, used to be said many years ago that says, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it for me. And then we had an evangelist come through, and I really liked what the evangelist said. He said, God said it, that should settle it. Whether you believe it or not, if God said it, that should settle it. And so that, that's where the faith comes in, is God said it. I don't know how it's going to work. Uh, we've been going through the Bible in our Sunday morning study, and we've been talking about Abraham, you know, and they get anxious, you know. God's promised them a son. They're older in age. They're they're getting anxious. You know, they take Hagar and well, Ishmael, maybe, maybe Ishmael. And then God even says to Sarah, you're going to bear a child. Well, I got Ishmael over here. No, that's not the son of promise. <laughs> and so and so we get anxious. And I think in our life we, we get anxious. But faith is really understanding is going where Christ has led and doing what Christ has said, even when we don't understand it. And so I think I think they I think they do. I understand what you're saying, but I do think they, they go together. The more that we increase in knowledge, the more our faith increases. You have to have both. Yes. Because atheists have knowledge. Like that's their biggest quote unquote weapon against Christianity. But I think you have to have both. Bob, 
Yes. Do you have a pearl? I don't. Okay. I never have pearls. <laughs> Can you talk to me anyway? Pay for knowledge. I think if uh, you know if you're actually if you're actually actively seeking God and I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, yes, we got to have faith in God, but God expects us to meet him halfway. He doesn't expect us to allow him to do it all. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's not, uh, I guess he's not our genie in the bottle. We can't just rub the bottle and, and be like, oh, I need this. But I guess for me, I mean, of course, years ago, I, I, I knew who he was. I had the knowledge when I was younger. I just chose not to follow him. You know, um, then he showed me that I needed to follow him. You know, and, and I mean, I absolutely, I absolutely spit in his face. I mean, I just spit right in. But yet, he could have took me out. I mean, you know, when I was laying on the front of that truck, and he decided to shock my heart. He shocked the top part of my heart instead of the bottom part. Because if he had shocked the bottom part, I wouldn't have got up off the truck. I'd been down. So, you know, uh, he woke me up, and then I started seeking him, started uh, growing in him. Faith is growing in God, is basically what faith is. You've got to grow in God to be able to trust what he's doing for you. I'm going to tell you something. The other night, Tuesday night, last Tuesday night at Bible study, my hand was aching so bad and hurting so bad. I got arthritis in this hand. And, man, it was just, it was annoying. It was hurting. And Rose was sitting there rubbing it. And Carl, she prayed for it silently. But Carl, we was doing our prayer, and Carl started praying for my hand. And my hand got so hot, Rose said, and then my knuckle popped. And when my knuckle popped, all the pain went away. As Carl was praying for God to take the pain away from me. You know, and I see, I've seen so much of that in God. God has allowed me to see people be healed. He's allowed me to see things that, you know, that just, it awes me all the time, you know. And being having faith in God, you should be awed all the time, no matter what. I mean, you know, last year's oil change, that was amazing. And I hope this year's oil change goes the exact same way, you know. Um, and I know it will because God, God provides. God takes care of it. The thing is, is you've got to believe what he's doing for you and not half-heartedly believe it. You got to wholeheartedly believe everything he does for you. You got to trust in him fully. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things that we uh, lack on trusting him. You know, we trust him with our eternity and we have faith that he's going to take care of us in our eternity. Why can't we have faith that he's going to do it in our daily life? Which he does. He allows us to get out of bed first and foremost. He gives you the very breath in your body every day. He gives you the strength to, to move every day, to go on every day. 
you know, when you're in that when you're in that deep valley, and you think you think there's no there's no good stuff going on. There's you know, and there's no end to your storm. He's right there, and we should praise him, and we should have faith in him, even in them dark valleys. Because if we don't have faith in him in the valleys, how in the world can we have faith in him in on the on the mountaintops? Mm-hmm. I mean, truly, yeah. you know, how can we do that? But I don't know. I just, uh, I guess he says, uh, faith is dead without works. You got to have works. You got to have works in your faith to, to, to make it right. Works and faith go together. Silent Ron? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you picked this episode to be silent on? I'm, well, I'm just, I'm sitting here in kind of a awe and daze, you know, because everything you all have been saying today kind of goes with what me and Mike have been, me and Mike went to California, Missouri this morning, he rode with me, and this all sounds familiar, doesn't it? Blown me away, to be honest. Yeah. We, uh, we had a, we had a good talk, and, and what was it about? Exactly what Bob and Michael were talking about. It, it was all about faith, you know, because, I mean, everybody here knows what's going on and stuff, but, and, you know, I wasn't going to bring it up, and then my dad, would, but Mike was asking me questions, and I was giving him the best answer that I knew, and it's amazing how it's the same as what all three of you have said, pretty much. And I and me and Mike were talking about it, and it's just unreal. Uh, come up again, but yes, and when I left, when I left Mike, and uh, when I left Mike, you know, he was like thanking me, kind of for the talk. But when I left, it hit me that even though he felt like I was helping him, he was helping me. You know what I mean? The questions he was asking, and I got the answer, made me reevaluate where I was and refresh myself in the faith that I had to stop because it brought me to tears. And uh, I sent him that text telling him that. And all the way home from his house, I could not think of nothing better than Jesus. And I mean, it was just—it was just a good day. It was a good morning. It was a good talk. And like I said, he's like, "Thanks for the talk. I really got a lot to think about." But it was so funny when I left. I'm like, he said that I helped him, but the questions he was asking, like I said, it just helped me to realize where my faith is. And like Ron was saying, I don't know the Bible. I know it. But I cannot read and comprehend whatever you say. So I'm more of a hands-on learner, math, math learner, you know, you tell me and I'll I'll remember it kind of guy. You know, so and it's just so weird how all three of you pretty much said the exact same stuff we were talking about in the car. You wanna elaborate on that? No, it's a, it's a, it's a place I've been for quite some time. Faith and knowledge. I have decent knowledge. I'm not on the world with my stretch of imagination. 
when my faith was shaken, I was having some things in my personal life that I didn't, I didn't understand. I still don't. And I was at the point, I was done. I was tired of going forward, tired of living. You know, it got pretty bad. I don't get, put my dirty laundry out there on. In the airwaves? Yeah. Live on air. Live on air. But I mean, it's, they were talking about hospital stays and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But being me, I was able to talk my way right out of that. Because I knew the right words to say to get, a, get out of it. And I promised to do certain things, which I haven't done. But it's all about the faith, it's all about seeing and knowing for me. I have to. It's hard to say build your faith. This is a house, but you've got to you've got to figure out a way to build that faith. That's really kind of where I've been, because my faith was shaken and right to the core. So you're that first little pig that built your house out of hay yes, and straw. That's exactly where I was. I had to tell him. I was like, you got to. You know, we talk about the battle all the time. And the little victories, and take those little victories because they're like a, they're like a, like a bomb hit. You know, it may it may not be the end of it, but it's a it's an impact. You know, I went over to his house Saturday and I cut two trees down, and I told him I'd be back and move. Well, you know, he took it upon himself to move because he didn't want me to come move. And I told him I was like, well, where did that come from? I was like. I mean, it had to have been on your heart. God had to put it on your heart that you didn't want me to come and move on. So he gave you what you needed to do the job. Is the way I looked at it. And, that, and, that, and I said, and that's where that's where you get your drive to push forward. So what so I'm not saying Ron's right or wrong, but like how did you see it? Because you just said you didn't see it like that. It's hard. To help me. So stubbornness, right? Like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, he, he was good enough to come, come down for me. Now he's going to come all the way back to my house and drag him down to the burn pile for me? No. See, he was looking at it like he was doing me a favor, and I looked at it like God put it on his heart. Yeah, right. That he should probably go out there and do this so that I didn't have to come back and do it. And I was like, and that's that pushing forward in your faith kind of thing. You know? It's those little victories. Yeah. And that's what I told him to take that. And I told him to take that as a victory. I was like, I mean, it is what, and I was like, and it's almost the same as, well, for me, I reflected it back to, after Jesus was beaten and he had to carry his cross and he'd fall and he'd get up and he'd fall and he'd get up. Mike, he went out and grabbed that tree, he drug it out there. He had to stop, but he got back up and moved on, got back up and moved on and got it done. I was like, you got to take the little victories to win the war. Mm-hmm. Steph, you want to chime in here? I almost 
helps your character conversations happen. Like I think, maybe I'm wrong, but Ronnie, the way that I first heard you um, talk about it was <clears throat> we shouldn't just be seeking knowledge, but we should also have that relationship. And that's how I, what I really heard from you. Whereas the conversation I think now is more, do we have the faith in God and the knowledge to go with it? And I think like, so I think it's almost, it, I hear it, two it, different it, it's like side A and side B. Right. It right? Is. And I do think that they're very well connected mm-hmm. um, because yes, you need the knowledge. You need the knowledge of who God is, but it's not just knowledge. You have to move beyond knowing. Like he's like atheists know. Like, they know of God. They could tell you a lot, probably tell you a lot more than some Christians could tell you. Yeah, I I actually know one that proclaims to be one that can quote scripture like no other. <laughs> the trouble is they don't have that relationship. Right. And that's where their disbelief comes in. And, but as far as going back to the Bible verse, the big part of it is being able to recognize those false teachers. And faith obviously is highly important. And as we continue in our walk, our faith should become stronger. We should be more faithful today than we were last week, last year. Um, you should definitely see that visible change in a believer. But to recognize a false prophet, you also have to have the knowledge to know what they're preaching is wrong. Mm-hmm. because otherwise they're going to take you to the pit. And I think it's very important. So I think it's a balance of, like, they have to go together. You can't have one without the other. And my mind really goes to um, the verse in Ephesians 4, but speaking in truth and love. And, like, the love is the faith. Our love in God is how we, is our professing of faith in him. You know, that's what he wants of us, is to believe in him, that he is a being of his word. He says it. He's going to follow through with it. But we also have to, have to have that knowledge. And that's where that truth is of knowing this is what he says. This is what he expects. These are his guidelines. This is whatever it may be, whatever the situation, like the amount of times that my faith is strengthened because of what he tells me in the word that is very important for my current state, whether it's good or bad, like if he's rebuking me for something or if he's encouraging me for something. My faith is strengthened because, as he always does, he always shows up for me, even when I don't show up for him. Right. Yeah. And I think that's you're, you're absolutely right. And like I like you said, like there's the A side and the B side, right? Like, and that was the flip side of the question was we do have that knowledge, even if it's a small couple things here and there. But even if it's that small couple of things here and there, do we have faith enough to go along with it and see it out? Well, and I think that's kind of when you were talking about with the atheists and stuff, and the the, the, the relationship portion is is where, like Steph said, they're they're lagging. They don't have that belief and that faith to carry it further, like they're supposed to. So to them, they just want to rebuke. They just want to show everybody that believes how they're wrong, as opposed to seeing the things that he's already done in it, in their lives. Yeah. To turn that around and whether they're seeing it or not. Oh yeah. And a lot of times they're using scripture to tell you yeah. that you're wrong. Yeah. Right. Yep. And they're, they're trying to make a 
Oh yeah, <clears throat> they're not uh, they're not using the whole context. They're just taking out what they what they need to prove their point. And I think sometimes too, it's highlighting <clears throat> our cherry picking, where they pull something out and you're like, just smack in the face with it, like, yeah. oh, I am doing that wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that goes back to your false teachers. I mean, that's what they do. They cherry pick to, to turn it and twist God's word to where. It goes their way and not God's way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Steph, like Steph was talking about, you know, the false teachers, knowing the word is where it's at. When you're, when, even when you're sitting in a sermon and you're getting Bible verses told to you, you should look them up for yourself and read the context back <laughs> and forward so you can get the full version of what them verses actually mean. You know, um, we can't blame we can't blame our stupidity on somebody else because mm -hmm. if you're lazy and you're not and you're not searching the word for yourself, do you really is it? It's your exactly it's your fault. And do you really do you really have faith in God that you know if you're being if you're being lazy, how can you have faith in God if you don't know what His Word says? If you have no idea what, what the Bible says or what his word says, how can you have faith in some in somebody you don't even know? You should have you should have enough after you become one of his children, you should have enough drive to absolutely sit down and wanna know what he has to say, wanna know what he's got for your life. That's what faith is. Faith is believing in something that you want to know more about. And even if it's not sitting down and reading the word, because some people struggle with that. Like I was one of those where sitting down and reading it was and comprehending was so hard for me, but it was just one of those, like, I am so appreciative. Like God just allowed it to click and it's been so helpful for me, but I know not everybody's that way. And so you have to find what, what works for you, but you have to get into his word and whether that's an audio Bible or whatever it may be, you have to, but you have to know the word. Yeah, even if you're doing an audio Bible, though, I suggest having your Bible in front of you oh. and following along. That way, you know exactly what the audio Bible is, and they're not telling you wrong. The other drivers might not like that. <laughs> if I'm listening to it on the highway. <laughs> hey, when we was when we did a motorcycle ministry, this is how I would uh, this is how I would approach them bikers and be like, hey. You need one of these for your for your uh, sound bag. With a little, little, little bike bike. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, going down the highway, it's a good read. And they look at me like, what do you mean it's a good read? I'm like, yeah, I set it up on my handlebars up there in the windshield, and I read as I go down the highway. And, and that would break the ice with them, you know. Then you could talk to them. I mean, I've seen some crazy things driving down the highway. Yeah. Like, mm. I've seen other people like read novels. Mm -hmm. And putting on their makeup or putting their contacts in. I'm like, how are you putting your contacts in <laughs> if you're driving? Correct. So that's you know, throw down and forth and <laughs> get the other lane and go. <laughs> Drive down the medium. Yeah. So one thing I was thinking of, Bob, when you were talking, it reminded me of. A week or two ago, listening to the radio, and a guy was on there. I didn't get the whole part of it, but just this part of it. And he was just telling, preaching, that 
you're not going to give an account for anybody else when you come judgment day. You're going to be asked for your account. You're not going to be asked about anybody else's account, but at the same time, nobody's going to be asked about yours. And I think each of us just need to remember, like, we're responsible for us. Like, yes, we want to go, we want to spread the word, we want to be the fishers of men, but ultimately we're responsible for our own eternity. And so we have to do what he calls us to do. Correct. What do you want to hear when you're standing with him? I know what I want to hear. Absolutely. I want to hear good job. Well done. Faithful servant, you enter into your rest. Yes. Absolutely. Let's pull a needle off the record. Final thoughts. Micah? (laughs) (laughs) On the spot. Let's hear that still three voice. (laughs) I mean, Hebrews tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Not hard to do, not difficult. It's impossible. So we have to exercise faith in our walk with him. And that comes with knowledge, everything that we've talked about. That comes with knowing the scriptures, knowing the truth. And I always say that when we hear a sermon or we're reading this, hearing somebody speak, and I agree with everything that everybody said, dive into it, figure it out yourself. When that red flag goes off, in our mind, when we're walking with the Spirit, it's one of two things. It's us diving into the Scriptures to verify something that we didn't know before and we need to learn that God is molding us in, or it's us diving into the Scriptures to find out that it's that it's false and that that's not what Christ is really saying. Either way, it should push us to dive into the Scriptures. And that's, I mean, we're all on the same page. Let's just reiterate that because that's important for us. It's important for our listeners to, to dive into the scriptures because that's, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so, and so it's important to dive into the scriptures and understand that, that we do need to exercise faith mm-hmm. because there's some things that are going on in our lives that we're not going to understand. We're not going to figure out. We're going to go, man, I don't get that. You know, we're going to scratch our head and go, I, this, I, I don't understand where this is going. But my faith tells me, I know who the Father is. Mm-hmm. I know that He's a loving Heavenly Father. And there's a reason, even though I don't know what it is, there's a reason that He has for us going through those trials and going through those tribulations. And I got to trust Him through that, even though I don't understand it, even though I may or may not ever figure out what the answer is. That's where the faith comes in. The faith comes in where knowing, knowing Him. And so you can have knowledge. We've talked about that, the atheist, you know, and I'm like you, Ronnie. I know people that can know more about the Bible front and back that, I mean, they would, they would go to which with any theologian out there, but they don't believe. So you can have the knowledge without the faith, but you can't have faith without knowledge. Yep. <laughs> and so, and so you've got to, you've got to put them like we've talked about, they've got, to, they've got to go together and, and understand that those miracles that Bob was talking about, understanding and believing that God will do it because he says he's going to do it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he says he will do, and it is impossible to please God without faith. We've got to exercise faith and put that into our lives and know that he He is our loving Heavenly Father. He will correct us. He will rebuke us. He will love us. He will hold us when we need holding, and he will do all those things for us because he is that loving, loving Heavenly Father. Brother Bob? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Um, actually, you know, 
Michael was talking about faith there about I'm going to talk about if you ain't got if you've got the faith but it's dead actually I'm going to read out of James chapter 2 verses 14 through 26 and it says what good is it my brothers if someone says he has faith but does not have works can the faith save him if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food and one of you says to him to them Go in peace, be warmed and filled. Without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want, do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So, you know, we got to we got to have our works with our faith. If we don't have works with faith, our faith is dead. And what that means is if you're not actively trying to do God's work, your faith is dead. What good's it doing? It's useless. If you're not trying to if you're not trying to put God's work out there or Put God's word out there. If you're not trying to help a brother or sister, if you see somebody that's in in need or if you see somebody that's lacking somewhere and you're like, oh, they've done that to themselves. I'm not going to go help them. What good is that? What good did you what good did you do them? None. And what good did you do yourself? None. For one thing, the father's not going to bless you. For another thing then people is not going to be able to meet the Father because of you. So, your blood is on your hands. So, my thing is, is, is you know, if, if you say you have faith in God, show it. Live it. Walk it. That's what I got to say. Ron? Nothing? Coffee, Mike? Yeah, I just want to know with Hebrews. I was playing Mike brought that up. Hebrews 11. It's one passage I'm going to read from the ESV version. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For me, that sums up everything we're talking about tonight. For me. That popped into my head when you guys were talking tonight. And I already had a highlight, so I must have thought about this before. (laughs) (laughs) Steph? So for my final thought, I really think more application for how this is really impacting me. Um, So with my past, like I, just to be, I guess, a little bit more personal, but I don't really know how to word it, I guess. I don't have high hopes for people, to put it nicely. Like the people that have hurt me the most were the people that were closest to me. And so I... 
like you walk out of my life, fine, see, like there's very mm-hmm. few people that I'm like, if you leave, it's going to upset me, mm-hmm. like just being real. And with my, my trauma, like emotions are not really a thing for me. Like you're calloused at that point, right? Right. Like in emotions are hard for me. Like, I know I've kind of mentioned that before, but like, it's like almost a numb. Yeah. Um, but with that, one thing, my mother-in-law gave me this mug and I never really thought much about this mug. I'm like, Oh, it's a mug with a Bible verse on it. Awesome. Like, and it's sweet. Like I love it. And, but the other day it just hit me really a lot differently. Um, every time I heard Isaiah, for some reason, numbers 43 kept flashing in my head. And I'm like, what's Isaiah 43? Is that Isaiah 4 verse 3? Like, I had no idea. And every single time I heard Isaiah for like two weeks, 43 just flashed. I look at the mug, Isaiah 43 1. And so that for me is really how I apply this. My faith was not good in people, but I always took my how I felt people viewed me and I applied it to how God must view me too. And so this is where the knowledge helped me grow in my faith because Isaiah 43, one says, and two, um, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers. They will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. And it was the knowledge there that helped me to realize God, this is true. Like you do this for me. And that's where it grew my faith because he gave me all the little, like what I call God wings over and over, just pointing back to this. Mm-hmm. And every time Bob says, don't say you're not worthy. I'm like, whatever, Bob, Like I'm not worthy. And this really just all hit. And this was just a few weeks ago that all of this happened, but it was to me where knowledge built my faith. Because if I don't believe this, that I'm calling God a liar. And that's not something I'm willing to do. Do you call him God Winks? I do. Melissa calls him that too. Oh. And I, like, I never heard you say that, but I've heard her say that. And like, I've never heard anybody else say that. So that was kind of cool. Sorry. God Wink. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. That's our usual Jesus jukes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one spoke out to me, uh, Matthew seventeen seventeen, And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. And it came out of him, and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, Because of your little faith. For I truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I think it's just a great reminder of, again, they were going out and healing people and still questioning, why why couldn't we do this? And Jesus had to smack him down a little bit, if you will, because of your little faith. You know, so Jesus threw Jesus back. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I was like, a, rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's allowed. <laughs> you know, but it's just that that whole thing again of it's not a non-believer he's talking to. It's not somebody who kind of knows. It's somebody who knows. They know. They've been with him. They've they've healed. They've done this, and then they come to one, and they're like, "Oh, we don't understand why," because you have little faith. 
I'd prefer to not be somebody with little faith. <laughs> I I want to be there and I want to be able to do whatever God calls me to do. You know, so whatever that takes, that's what I want to do. So. Really didn't know what my final thought would be. And it's pretty simple the more I thought about it. <clears throat> but I'm a, a little story. Micah knows about it because it was him that I texted yesterday. Mm-hmm. But when I got up, there was a couple of people that were on my mind. And God was like, just reach out, say these things, and go on. And me being me, like, I was just like, <laughs> at that point, it was like quarter six, right? I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, right now, I'll do it after a shower when I'm getting ready, blah, blah, blah. So I hauled around. And then it came to like quarter nine, I think, ish. And I was like, I sent two, and then it came to Micah. And I was like, uh, he won't see it because he's probably already starting service and greeting people. So he probably won't even have his phone on. And I got in the car to come to service, our service, not Micah's service. And I live off the highway and I had to pull over to text Micah because it like the weight of it hit me so hard and I don't text and drive or look at my phone and drive. Like it has to be important for me to look at it as you know, Mike, because you tried to call me when I was driving the other day and I had Melissa answer it. Like, um, but he put it on me so hard. Like I had no, like, and to me it was like the simplest, dumbest thing. And then Micah's response to it was like, okay, so when God tells you to go, go. And when God tells you to stop, then you stop. There's no gray area in there. There's not, not a, okay, well, we'll pop the exit here and we'll wait. A couple hours. No, it's either you're going because he said go or you're at a full stop because he said full stop. That's my final thought. Bob? Yes. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. Father, we just uh, we just thank you, Father, for allowing us to to be a part of you. Father, to, to just be one of your children. Father, we know that uh, we know that we don't deserve that. Father, we know the what we do deserve is uh, definitely not good. But Father, you you sent your son, Father, to to atone for that. You sent him to be our whipping boy. And Father, I thank you for that. Father, I just uh, I just pray, Father, that we can continue to grow in faith. Father, just continue to just strive to be better each and every day, to to be more faithful each and every day. Father, I just pray that uh, I pray that Father, we just uh, we just look to you for all the answers. We look to you, Father, for for the guidance, the direction. Father, I thank you. I praise you. I love you. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 And until next time. We'll catch you on the flip side.